here with Dan, Danny, Daniel Cowwhite <laughs> from NPR and Skankfest fame, the two most disparate credits any person could have. Colin McEnroe. <laughs> Glad to have you here. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, we're happy to be uh, recording today at the Fairfield Comedy Club, uh, where myself and uh, Danny just got off stage. I think we did a pretty good job. Quite enjoyable. Pretty white crowd tonight. They uh, liked my sweater. They did. Well, you have a very white sweater. It's the kind <laughs> of sweater that puts white people at ease. <laughs> the fact that you were wearing that sweater and not making jokes about race, I think, made them very <laughs> comfortable. So, uh, yeah. but uh, So, you're a Connecticut guy. That's true. Did you get your start in comedy here in Connecticut? Yes. Well, I mean, interestingly enough... So when I was 19, my buddy's sister had a public access show in New Haven. So, like, they were going to have me on, they weren't going to have me on, whatever it was. And then it ended up the day of, someone canceled and they needed me. So this was 2000, 2001, right? So they were like, we're coming to get you. So I hadn't written anything. So I went down there and I did six minutes of things I've never done before. So the only crowd I have is three judges, one who's my buddy's mom, and then my friends in the crowd who aren't mic'd up. So I'm bombing for six minutes. Well, what else could you do? Exactly. But it was just like, it was one of the most incredible days of my life. Like, it was so fascinating. Like, the energy I got from, like, I, fe I felt like a real comic. So for years, I lied and told girls that I was a comic. But then I didn't start, on like, in earnest until 2009. So, like, eight years later, Joker's Wild came around. And, like, so I've been lying to girls and my friends and telling them I was a comic. And they were like, why don't you go down to Joker's Wild and try it out? And I did. And it was like, oh, so this is kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah. So that's where so you I just lied for years. Oh, yeah, for years. I told so many girls that I was a stand-up comic. But I, like, because I did it once on public access and ate shit. And my buddies posted the video. <laughs> that's a bigger credit than a lot of people have now. I mean, <laughs> that's actually bigger than some of the credits I listed for you today. <laughs> no, but, like, you can find the video online. I'm not going to do that. It's so <laughs> bad. And my friends won't take it down. Is it, how bad is it? It's terrible. Yeah. Well, of course it is. It's yeah, your yeah. first time, and no, With no, no audience. preparation. What could you yeah, do? yeah. No yeah. preparation. No audience. The most terrible thing on planet Earth. Well, well, let me ask you this: When was the first time that you felt like a professional comic? Perf like, I mean, the do you remember a moment? I remember. So, like, it was um, the first two open mics I went to. I didn't get a laugh. I didn't know how to tell a joke. I like. I knew true stories. Like the stories you tell to your friends that made you, you know made you laugh. That's what I started doing too. But like, but there's no punchline, so like you don't, you don't know that you need a punchline. So I remember it was like, like throwing like I skipped a week, I didn't go, and then I like I had a crisis of conscience, whatever it is, where I spent the whole week. I was like, are you I'm never going to tell you you're making a lot of hand motions? Oh, am I? And when you do, you move the mic further away. And it gets quieter. Oh, does uh, it? Yeah. So I know that because I have these headphones, and you don't have headphones, so you would not be privy to that knowledge. But I would just wanted to let you know. I know, but it's so conversational that I can't. Really no, I know it is. I mean, it gives this whole thing a nice feel, but it also it, it ruins the podcast. Plus, these chairs are <laughs> out of this world. <laughs> but um, no, um, no. So the first two times I I did comedy at an open mic, I bombed. But then I wrote a f I wrote a fake story, and the fake story was I go um I've been having sex with this new girl. I was like, it's always weird when like, you're having sex with someone new because you're trying to figure out what you like, you know? And she wanted me to start choking her. I'd never done this before. I go, so I guess I got a little bit overzealous. <laughs> and she died. <laughs> <laughs> and it got a huge pop from like the host who I love to death, my buddy uh, Rob Buglisi. And it was like, oh, 
you can lie. Like, you don't have to tell the truth. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, I know how to do this now. <laughs> now I can have punchlines. <laughs> yeah, now I can, like, and now I know how to do it. Oh, I so wish I could do that. I still stick to the truth <laughs> and don't get any laughs. Oh, no, you got to throw. got to lie more? You got to throw it everything away. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll have to try that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. I've, I have to ask you an inappropriate question. I hope you don't mind. No, I hope it's this fine. Doesn't. So, uh, you joke about. Uh, your friends passing uh, ugly girls off to you. Yes, is that true? Yes. So, uh, who was the ugliest girl that you ever hooked up with? And I need a full name and city that she lives in. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. I do not remember. I really don't. I really don't. Well, give me the uh, the ugliest girl you remember. <laughs> I can't remember her. No, that's the thing. I can't None remember. None of them. Her. You can't no. remember any woman's name. No, no, no. I can remember. Uh, no, the one, the other ones were pretty. <laughs> that's the nice thing. <laughs> you, so you only this remember was, the names this of the was, pretty girls. This was the regretful one, and I can't. She used to. Uh, so I do karaoke at Gippers. If you ever want to go there, I, that sounds good. Where's Gippers? It's in Milford. It's across from Toys oh, R Us. I'll do that. I might do that tomorrow night. Dude, please do. You want to do that tomorrow night? I always, I, if I don't have shows on Saturday night, I go to Gippers. My friend's coming to town and we love to karaoke. Dude, so. please come down. All right, all right. Oh my we God. We can make that happen. Yes, I have things to do two nights in a row. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, so we were in Gippers and there was this girl who, like, for weeks at a time, she was always trying to take me home, but it was like, it wasn't, I didn't like her. Like, it was like, I don't like you. And so it was just, it was one night where the stars aligned and I was drunk enough. And so she goes, she goes, um, so she goes, your place or mine? And I go, couldn't we just fuck in the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, all right, my place. So she drives. <laughs> so she drives us and she's so drunk, dude. She's like, I live in the parking lot. <laughs> I, I wish, dude. You've chosen my place, dude, the, the parking nightmare, lot. The nightmare that ensued after, so we got, she drove us. I found out it was 6.6 miles away afterwards, put it that way. So we get to her house, and she goes, whatever you do, don't wake the dog up. I was like, okay, whatever. So we go up the stairs, and there's, um, we walk into the kitchen, and there's a dog in a cage, and it starts barking right away. So then I hear an old man start going, tell that dog I said to shut the fuck up. And I go, who is that? She goes, oh, it's my dad. He sells ice cream here. And I was like, okay. So we went. This sounds like a weird dream now. No, it's one hundred percent truth. So then we went, like I said, we went into the room and like I was sobering up, and so, and so we go into the room and I I take off all my clothes. I'm lying on the bed and I'm waiting to have sex. She goes out and she changes into a t-shirt and underwear, and she just it's, it's brutal, but she comes into the room and she sets down a, a boombox, and she starts playing music and she starts like trying to do a sexy dance. But it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, and I would just it was go, like overkill, right? You're well, like, I was, this is a done deal. Like, but I was, I started laughing. Oh no! <laughs> and and then yeah, it didn't go great. No, it no. But I ended up. Um, Did it go? Oh, it went, but it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. All I want, I mean, all they I want, say there's no bad sex, uh, but there is. Totally. I don't know if you've ever tried to get someone pregnant, but it's the worst. <laughs> No, I've heard stories. <laughs> well, not from me. No, 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 not from you. But I ended up, long story short, I got dressed in the dark, and I ended up having to walk all the way back to my car, which when I tracked it back was 6.6 miles in the dark. I almost got sprayed by a skunk. It was worth the worst. How do you almost get sprayed by a skunk? It came out of the bushes. I turned around, and then it went back. 
Well, I don't know if that qualifies as almost, but well, I got to tell you, uh, Danny, I'm not sure if this is going to be a very good podcast, but I had a really nice time. Thanks for having me. Jim. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you soon. Probably tomorrow night at karaoke. He'll see. All right. You have a <laughs> thanks for listening to the It's a Hustle podcast. And thanks to our sponsors, Light Switch Advisors, your one stop for on demand digital marketing services from boosting your Instagram followers to building a new website. Light Switch Advisors has you covered. They do our website. Let them do yours. Visit lightswitchadvisors.com slash hustle. And of course, our footwear sponsor, Vans. Get your cool, casual footwear on the cheap with Vans. Match your own personal style. Customize. That's what I love to do. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thank you.